So we speak of the jitta, the mind, we can ask, why must we train these minds? It's because the situation we're in every day, uh, we study, we work, we have a family, we have relatives, and everything uh, may be complete. We may, we may have everything. But it, it doesn't stop. Uh, there's no end to it. And we experience uh, dukkha, stress, and suffering. Uh, because of these uh, sankharas, these conditioned formations, this rupa and nama, uh, physicality and mentality, we see that there's no, there's no ceasing, there's no stopping to it. Every day the breath comes in and out and we constantly take in the air element and we need to drink water, we need to take in food, we need uh, things to help keep us warm. We need these requisites uh, to sustain our lives. So there must always be uh, development and progress. We can see in society, ever since one was a child, one studies in school and progresses up the various levels uh, to higher study. And then one uh, graduates from school and still there's no end. One must continue uh, progressing and struggling uh, to find success in work and in other aspects of one's life. So one must uh, struggle and hard harden oneself uh, to work in business. In some places one meets with failure and one must continue uh, to struggle on. And even after one succeeds, one can't stop there. One must continue uh, developing and progressing. So we continue in this way. And the danger that's always there is the, the greed, the aversion, and the delusion in the mind. And we can see that the views that one clings to may not agree with those around oneself like one's parents, one's children, one's boss, one's employees, may have different views than oneself. And we can see having these different views in the world and in society and different views between societies as well, this can lead to problems on all levels of uh, society and in the world. So we see that humans have this element of stress and suffering in their hearts and they don't find a refuge, there's no true refuge there. Individuals seek uh, outer refuges, but these are not the highest, they're not the ultimate and uh, people still suffer because these refuges are not supreme. So an individual with wisdom takes the Buddha, the Dhamma, and the Sangha as their refuge. And this is a true refuge, an ultimate refuge. And the purpose of this refuge is to bring the mind to be free of all suffering. So with the Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha as our refuge, we believe in the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha. And we instill at this point, then suffering is still not over. And because it's up to our parami, our merit, our spiritual development. So today we have chanted many different chants 
we have praised the qualities of the Buddha Dhamma Sangha and all the other various chants we did, they're all Dhamma, uh, chanting the Dhamma, such as the Mangala Sutta, which uh, details all the highest blessings in life. And this chanting is a merit, is a great goodness that arises and it helps our minds to be at ease and fresh. And we get the teachings of the Buddha as we chant and we see what did the Buddha teach. So we have the Buddha Dhamma Sangha as our true refuge and based on this then we practice the Dhamma. And we can see that the Buddha is the one who showed the way, he taught us the path. And we can ask, uh, if we don't walk the path that's been shown to us, will we overcome suffering? We can see that if we don't practice, then no goodness will arise. So we must practice. The mind has this true refuge for the purpose of overcoming suffering. So we cling and attach to all these various things. And we, <clears throat> we know that these things are heavy and that what we need or what we want is lightness. We don't want heaviness. We don't want suffering. We want happiness and freedom. But based on delusion, we see things wrongly. And based on this seeing things wrongly, we act in ways that actually uh, bring us more heaviness and don't give us lightness, bring us more suffering and don't bring us happiness. We see that that which is heavy is light, and we mistake that which is light for that which is heavy. We can compare it to a 30 kilogram uh, piece of gold in the forest, a block of gold. And we really want this a lot. So we go pick up the gold, this 30 kilogram block of gold, and we carry it. And why do we carry it? We carry it because we want happiness. But carrying it is suffering, is stressful. So what do we do here? We keep trying to carry it. We don't want to put it down because of delusion. We believe that the gold is happiness, will bring us happiness and pleasure. But we're, what we're actually getting is suffering and stress. So our, the mind, the untrained mind is lost in this way. It sees, uh, happiness in that which is suffering. Similarly to a child who is uh, a young child who thinks that when they grow up and become an adult and go to work, then they'll really be happy and at ease and relaxed. But then they grow up and go to work and they find that they still suffer. And then growing up, uh, then we have these views, these opinions that we hold on to that we don't, that don't agree with others. And the mind clings to these views and opinions and think that our views and opinions are good, that our self is good, and others' views and opinions are bad, and that they're bad. And so this gives rise to antagonism and the feelings of separateness. And this is because the mind is not peaceful and there's no true wisdom. So what is possible is that we have views, but we don't need to fight about them. We don't feel a need to... Uh, contend with others over these views. And this is because all beings want harmony and want goodness. And this is something important in society to understand.
So the teachings of the Buddha, we practice the teachings of the Buddha to give rise to knowing in our hearts, to know that clinging and attachment leads to suffering, that we suffer because of this clinging. And this is a teaching that's, uh, it's a simple teaching. And we practice to stop carrying these heavy things. And what is something very heavy that we all carry is these, these five khandhas, these five aggregates or we could just say the body and the mind. We think that it's gold and that we, we really don't want to put it down. We just can't put it down because we see that it, we think that it's gold. We think it'll bring us happiness. But if we see that it's just a rock or it's just earth, then we wouldn't uh, care to carry it. We'd just put it right down. But we keep on clinging and keep carrying because we think it's gonna be a lot of happiness. So we keep carrying it, keep carrying it, and we carry it all the way up until we're old, up until we're sick, and up until we die. And then after death, then we just pick up another, uh, another body and mind, another block that we think is gold, and we keep carrying that as well. This is all based on delusion. So this carrying something heavy, this is suffering, this is stress. We carry, we carry it and we see that if we have wisdom arise then we see that it's not good, it's not actually gold. That's actually just a, a natural element. So seeing this clearly, we put it down. We know clearly and we just discard it. We just, we just uh, leave it behind. We put it down and then happiness arises in the heart, lightness arises in the heart. So having been born, we start out carrying heavy burdens ever since as a child. And we grow up, we go to higher education, we go to work, and we progress in our work, and we get more duties in work. And all this while, ever since uh, birth until old age, uh, burdens get heavier and heavier. So we come to study Dhamma, and this practice of Dhamma allows our hearts to be light, at least some of the time. Sometimes we see uh, that it's dukkha. Sometimes we see it's just natural. Sometimes we see that this clinging brings suffering. And so we see clearly sometimes, and we put it, our burdens down sometimes, and we get this lightness, this freedom sometimes. And these views that we carry, that we fight over people with, this gives rise to great chaos, this clinging to views and opinions, great trouble. Even children and parents may fight in this way. We think our views are something good, but we cling them and it leads to suffering. We think our opinions are good and worth holding on to, but again we see it just gives rise to pain and stress. So we see the drawbacks in carrying, holding on to these views and opinions. So we must practice, give rise to mindfulness, which then helps give rise to wisdom. We see that these minds can be really lost, really deluded, and that these minds have been lost for a long time, for many lives. Even uh, from a child growing up to, let's say, a 50 or 60 year old person, then one can think of memories uh, from when one was a child, from all those years ago. 
and one is still carrying these memories, still carrying these heavy uh, memories. And the mind carries these moods and impressions from the past and has worry and can have a lot of stress and suffering. A lot of suffering arise based on these memories. And these memories, if one carries them like this, it can even break one's mindfulness. Or one can think a lot about the future and carry around the future as another heavy burden. And this can give rise to a lot of worry, a lot of fear, carrying the future in this way. Because one thinks of the future too much and holds on to it. And this is a, a torturous uh, kind of suffering. So in this Dhamma practice, we practice to have mindfulness in the present moment. Our kamatana, our mindfulness, our meditation object, uh, gives rise to mindfulness in the present. We see the nature of arising, staying for a while and passing away. We see that in the present moment. And the effort in Dhamma practice, we make the effort in the present moment. And we realize that this, our death will come and we don't know when it will come. For instance, there was a monk who was 60 years old who recently had a heart attack and died. So we can see that this life is uncertain. No matter what age we are, we, we may die. We don't know what age we'll die, when we'll die, where we'll die. So life is uncertain. So we can't be heedless, must be heedful. So may you be intent and determined in your meditation practice, in your Dhamma practice.